it's Sheila Renee, and this is No Worries Before 30s. I'm your host, Sheila Renee, and today we're going to be talking about birthday and group trip etiquette. So I feel so very lucky to have our special guest today, Brianna Dan Hook battle i almost forgot the battle part you know now that your <laughs> missus gotta add that you know little razzle dazzle to the end mrs you know. battle right is here and um she is also an avid trip and uh group travel lover so i felt like it'd be really good to get your experience on what people meaning the young people these millennials need to do um when they start going to either birthday dinners gatherings or group trips like there's certain things i feel like as an almost 30 year old or 30 plus you should be doing now that you probably weren't doing in your 20s so that's what we're going to talk about so welcome welcome brie I'm excited to be here. Um, like Sheila said, my name's Brianna. Um, I'm also an attorney like Sheila is, and I love travel. I love wine. Sheila is now officially one of my favorite people to travel with. Yay! I love to hear that. That would have been awkward if you were like, mm-mm, we never going out again. <laughs> So let's get into it. Let's talk about the good days. Well, I mean, it may be good days for some, but not others. But back in your early 20s, like have have parties changed, I guess, from then till now? This can when when I say parties, I'm talking about birthday parties, like the extravaganza of the event. So what was that like in your early 20s versus what do you see now? Oh, man. So in my early 20s, I was a poor college student and then a poor law school student. So I didn't really do much um, for my birthday except to go out to eat with friends. But since we were all in college or like in some type of graduate school, we still lived near each other. It was easier for all of us to get together. Um, so back then, less money to spend, but it was easier to get people together. Now that I'm older, you know, I, I prefer to spend a little bit more money um, on nicer restaurants when we go out to eat. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so much more difficult to get all of my friends together because we're all so spaced out. That is true. I didn't even think about that, but that is a very good point because I feel like I'm also still close with a lot of people from college or law school and now they've moved out the state or out the city and, you know, if I see them, I see them, but it does take a lot more effort to bring everybody together. I will say that I think money also <laughs> is a much bigger deal than what it was mm -hmm. now. But even as a poor college student, I was still trying to be over the top. I'm like, let's go to the Cheesecake Factory for my birthday. <laughs> I've always liked that place. So even at a mere 18, 19, I was like, oh, we're going to have to save up these refund checks because this is a day to be celebrated. <laughs> uh, so when you plan your own bar, your own party or trip, if it's a birthday trip, like what's your process into doing that? What all do you think about? I am a control freak. Mm -hmm. So I start planning early. I start thinking where I want to go. 
to invite and what types of things do I want to do and what types of things do I know my guests want to do. And so I research all of that as well as, you know, places for lodging. And I try to come up with prices for everyone and, you know, give everyone a price estimate. And and then that's how I start. And then I also you know, look at the activities. I try to plan an, an itinerary of some sort. Um, and I just ask people to RSVP as soon as possible so that <laughs> I can make reservations. Absolutely. So how far in advance would you say that you plan things out? Like a month or two? <laughs> Several? Probably like, probably like six months. Okay. Out, if not more. That's good. Like, that's good timing. Everybody has time to save their coins and get back to you. I feel like um, when you said that you also think about activities that your guests would want to do, that is so thoughtful of you. Because <laughs> I do almost all those things, but I feel like I may not always think about others. I'm like, all right, what have I always wanted to see when I go to... Louisiana, you know, I'm just naming something yeah. random, but thinking about your guests and like their own activity level, like would everybody in your group want to do a hike? Maybe not. Or would everybody want to drink? Maybe everybody doesn't drink. So you do kind of have to consider who your close friends are and what kind of activities they could actually do. Because at the end of the day, it is their money. They are also paying to come along on this adventure. So I think that's a very thoughtful touch. Um, so you mentioned RSVPs that people need to get back to you. And I feel like that's something that I also want to hit on as an almost 30 year old. <laughs> I am learning to RSVP, but I feel like I have not always been good at it. And I feel like people in this generation period, they don't be RSVPing. But I could be wrong. I'd like to hear your experience and, and what you've seen. Oh, girl, they don't. I, <laughs> I have to harass people. But I will say, at, for my last group trip, you were one of the people who got back with me early on. And I really appreciate that. But the rest of us, and sometimes I'm guilty of it myself, because sometimes I'm like, do I really want to commit to this? Or do I want to stay home? But mm -hmm. RSVPing is really important. Yeah, it is. And it's hard. Like, it's hard for me because my immediate answer is like, yes, unless <laughs> this and this and this happens. Right. So I, I hate to like strongly RSVP. Yes. And then have to back down. That's the only reason why I wouldn't like immediately say yes. But if you are telling me like six months in advance, then I most likely can put that as a high priority, you know, unless I had something, I guess, still planned six months in advance, you know, and I couldn't make it. So, yeah, I feel like the more time you give people, the better that they can hurry up and put that on their schedule and try to just make everything work. So... Um, are there any kinds of like questions that you ask as a guest when somebody else is hosting a trip and they want you to come along? Like, are, do you ask 21 questions or you just kind of go with the flow? It depends on who the person is. <laughs> like some of my friends, they just, 
don't really plan much at all. And so if you ask them too many questions, it can be overwhelming. But other others, you know, have itineraries. So I like to know, you know, just give me an overview of what all you have planned. Like, do you have reservations for where are we going? When are we planning on eating out? How much free time will I have to rest or do my own thing? Mm -hmm. um, how are we going to get around wherever mm -hmm. we're at? That makes sense because when you don't have a plan, <laughs> and I have been there on a couple of times. Everybody's like, oh, I thought we were just going to get an Uber. And then you're in a remote location that doesn't really have Uber. And you're like, who thought of this? Who thought to bring us way out here? And now we can't get back. So that is an issue. Um, but going back to parties, I feel like now in my later, more mature days that I want to be on time for things. And I say this and my listeners may laugh because those who know me know that I'm not really on time, like just period in life. No matter how hard I try, Bree, something always seems to pop up. Even if I were to leave one hour early, something, it'll be a car accident and now I'm still 10 <laughs> minutes late. So I feel like the stars do not align when I am trying to get out. It is an excuse, but it is also true. Like I have actually tried to be early, but is that something that we should be striving for as we get to this age? Can people be fashionably late or that's rude too? And you just need to be there on time. I be there on time. I mean, it still doesn't happen always, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a stickler about time. Mm -hmm. So do you, come to events on time you're punctual yeah yeah i usually get there early especially depending on the parking situation because i can't parallel park true i can't either so that's a no-go <laughs> for me if you send me an address and it's parallel parking i'm probably gonna uber there or i'm gonna be circling around another 10 minutes looking for a parking deck and exactly. <laughs> but I ask about the on time thing because there's been times that I've tried to read my friends and I'm thinking about last year I invited a small amount of people, maybe only four or five co-workers and friends to a whole dancing birthday class. It was like a private event. And it started at a certain time. And on the website, it was like, we're going to start at this time with or without your party. And me, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, we paid for one hour. It could have been two, you know, whatever it was. We only paid for this amount of time. And I didn't want like people's lateness to creep into our time that we had booked. Cause, you know, you want to mm -hmm. say hi, you want to do this, be like, ah, ah get warmed up before you actually just get into the room. So I told everybody to come 30 minutes early. And for the first time in history, everybody came 30 minutes early and we just sat in the parking lot. And I feel like people were upset with me because the um, room wasn't open yet. Like the owner didn't come. So we were just outside and I'm like, I'm so sorry, you guys. I just told you this time based off of <laughs> who you are as a person <laughs> and, and they surprised late. you 
and you surprised me but i'm so happy that we're here and now we can catch up and talk and do this and do that and it's not encroaching on our time like how it normally would have been so i don't know if people were over me but sometimes i do do that that's like the second time that i've had to say the date the time is a little bit before the time you know so is that okay is that cool or yes continue to do that because if they would have gotten there on time they would have wanted to catch up or waste time and time is money for my wedding i told everybody to be there 30 minutes early mm -hmm. some people listened some people <laughs> didn't but <laughs> you know if you were late so you couldn't come in until after i was finished walking down the aisle yeah and then who would want to miss that because that's the most significant point of it all should have came on time <laughs> exactly that would be terrible 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 to miss so i'm glad we're on the same page with that so that example that i gave and the one that you gave was like whenever you have a place to go like getting out of your house but what about if you're hosting something at home um do you always bring something to the party, someone's party at their house? Um, I feel like I always bring a bottle, depending on the person. Maybe it's a bottle of wine, or if it's a turn up, kickback thing, maybe I bring a small bottle of alcohol. But um, that's just me. I feel like my mom always said, don't go to anything empty handed. You look crazy. So what do you think of that? Should people always bring something? Yes, I agree. Um, if you're going to someone's home for a party or any type of event, my mom always taught me you bring something, whether that's a bottle of wine or even a candle. I usually get people who don't drink alcohol candles or something else that they can use for their home. Or I'll ask them in advance, is there anything that I can bring? And I'll bring plates or napkins, whatever they need. <laughs> that tickles me actually because I was reading online and there was like some skepticism on what people can bring or what people shouldn't bring and not on necessarily what you just said like the plates or the chips or something but they the comments the critiquers were more so on the host. Like as hosts, we should be supplying those things, the paper plates and the chips and the forks. It's your party. Why you Well, that's true. I agree that? with that. <laughs> I agree, but sometimes hosts forget stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you forget something, sometimes somebody's asked me to bring ice and that was kind of inconvenient because I needed to like stop on the way and get it versus if you do say something like chips, I could probably get that way, way in advance earlier and it doesn't mess up my plans because I already told you I'm a late person. So if you're telling me <laughs> to bring the ice, that's an extra 15 on whatever I had going on. So it's best that it's something that like can be purchased in advance for me. And in addition to just like adding um, to the food or the drinks, do you think that you should also bring a present? Like I heard you mention candle. So do you always come in with like a little gift bag and a present to these events or, or what is that process it, like? It depends. Um, for some people, the bottle of wine is 
the present because it's not for them to it's not for them to serve at the party it's mm-hmm. just a gift for them and in other cases it's there for the party um, so it depends on what kind of event it is really true yeah i feel like it depends on what kind of event and it because it also depends on what kind of friend to be real like i may actually be getting you this bottle and i do anticipate you to open it <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So it depends. You know, I'll let you know if this was personal. You need to put this to the side, but it may be that I might have wanted to taste that. And it's like our gift. So I don't know. Um, Hmm. One thing that I have found that when I go to parties outside of just like my close crew of girlfriends, sometimes it can be awkward, especially as I get older and especially as I may or may not drink, you know, depending on the situation. And I wonder if you also feel the same, like as we creep up in age, are people more antisocial and like against making new friends <laughs> when you go places maybe they're not against it but i feel like people are already clicked up with the two people that they know or the, or your husband or you know your bestie like whoever you came with so yeah shed some light on that well i've always been antisocial <laughs> but but these last few years i have found myself being more outgoing and trying to get to know other people so you know, initially I'll just stay to my group, but then I'll make an effort to go talk to more people. I feel like women is we get older, we should, you know, get to know other women. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to do. Yeah, I agree. I I agree, but I'll always be doing it in practice, you know, because I do. If I come to a party with somebody, I do. Like, it's just a natural comforting thing to just turn around and start talking to them. And I don't know. I've never been that person that's like, let me look around this room. Who's standing there by themselves? Let me seek them out and talk to them. In my mind, I want to do that. But in reality, I don't always. So now I'm trying to be, like, more conscious more outgoing because you never know who you may meet and that could be your new bff or even not maybe they're just a good contact to have so you miss out on good people when you only stick to your um your close circle so i do want to change that and not only that but like i've been in I went with my husband to his class reunion. And so I didn't know anyone there, but I can't, I couldn't just stay up under him the whole time because of course he wanted to catch up with friends. So I had no choice but to go out and start talking to other people. And how did that go? Like, what did you do? Well, well, somebody. (laughs) Yeah, I usually start by complimenting women's hair or their outfit, or their makeup, and then that leads to more conversation. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know that was a strategy. I feel like, I don't know, when I'm in the bathroom and somebody's like, I like your dress, I'm like, cool, thanks, and I run out. (laughs) (laughs) Sheila! (laughs) I do, I'm a mess. Now that I know, maybe I won't do that. But that is a good one. That's a good strategy, for sure. 
And speaking of you saying that you attended your husband's reunion, what about bringing someone to parties? So we kind of mentioned this or assume that we always bring somebody, but is that okay to like bring an extra person, whether it's your significant other or just best friend, or maybe your cousin just came into town unexpectedly and now you just have somebody with you for the weekend. Like, can you bring that person to wherever you were invited? I'm looking it at your face. I'm looking peeve. at your face. It's a, <laughs> it's a pet peeve of mine when people assume that that when people just bring somebody without my permission, mm -hmm. I think you should always talk to the host of the party first because I. I had no problem telling people, no, you cannot bring a plus one um, because I didn't plan for that with the food. Or if you decide to bring a plus one, they need to bring some food or something mm -hmm. here because I only, you know, got enough for this amount of people. Sure. Yeah. I feel like I always ask because I just want to see <laughs> where we're at. You know, like you said, maybe you didn't anticipate that. Maybe you didn't plan for that amount of uh, food, or maybe you just wanted to to be like a ladies thing, and y'all want guys to be there. Like it could be a host of reasons why people just wanted it to be their own small thing. I will say that I've never been surprised. Like I've never hosted something and then somebody just brought three people with them. <laughs> That's never happened. People normally text me now. They may text me late, like, "Hey, I'm in the car on the way, and I got so and so." Like, is that cool? And I don't really feel like I could have said no, but still, they didn't like hit the door and be like, hey. oh, girl, you're a good one. You're a good one. My cousin tried that once and he was like, oh, I invited such and such. They're going to be my plus two. And I was like, well, you're going to have to uninvite them. No, they're not. <laughs> because I already invited them and they declined. So that that's that. Yeah. That's a toughie. That is tough. Um, trying to bring someone else. And maybe it also just depends on the type of events, right? Like weddings may be different from just coming to my house. But still, you got to respect my boundaries no matter what and just ask right. um, before. So speaking of asking, I feel like we should also go over what should guests not ask or not do when you're attending a birthday party gathering. And <laughs> <laughs> I have on here something that probably stuck from like college days, which is I feel like people shouldn't ask, can I take my bottle back home with me? Whether it's wine <laughs> or alcohol, like don't ask that. I feel like if the host wants you to have it back, they'll say, hey, did, did you want to take this back with you? And then you can say, yeah, but I don't know. It is kind of weird. If you go back and say, I'm going to take this, unless you're just really, really cool. Like there's some people that I'm just really cool with and it's not a thing. But if not, I feel like it's rude if you're a casual person and you brought that as a gift. And now you're like, can I grab this back? So oh, what are I your thoughts on bottles. that? <laughs> What's that? I, I said I keep all bottles. <laughs> As a but, host or as the person? Yeah, as a host, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I agree with you there um, totally because it's a gift and you don't take that back. Um, one thing, I'm a, I'm a pescatarian, so I don't eat 
meal meat other than seafood but i you know just to be polite and realize that this party's not about me i don't ask a lot of questions about the food like i already assume that i already assume i'm not going to be able to eat much of anything whenever i go places so i usually eat before or i plan to eat afterwards but i just i think it's rude to about what the host is providing especially if it's free yeah I mean, I don't think that that's rude, though. I think you could ask the question, hey, is there going to be food there? What kind of food is going to be there? And then if they say pizza, meatballs, wings, and you're like, cool, thanks. <laughs> and then you just eat whatever. But I feel well, like they it's usually okay. clarify that food will be there, but, you know, they don't really get into the description of what kind. And then if you break up the fact that you're a pescatarian, then they just want to give you some pathetic veggie tray. That they picked up from Walmart. <laughs> so I don't even bother. True. Yeah, that's a struggle. I can relate because, as you know, my fiance, he's a pescatarian. So while I be eating good, he just be like, <laughs> I'm going to go to Chipotle <laughs> after. He doesn't eat before. Now, that's one thing that you got to do, though. If you know you already have all these restrictions and you know that your friends are the type that gets whatever, pepperoni pizza, then yeah, I think you do have to look out for yourself and try to eat at home before or get something pulled up. Yeah, one other don't, and I wanna know if you can relate to me on this one, um, is act a fool when the pets are running around. <laughs> I always ask before, do you have pets inside the house? Because if not, I'm just not going to go. Because because if I go and there's a dog unexpectedly running around, I, I'm, I'm going to act crazy. So let me just not embarrass myself. Exactly. You know this, but some of the viewers <laughs> may not. I do not do animals like none of them. And so, yeah, I actually, I haven't been asking people a lot. Well, one, I haven't been going to a lot of people's houses, but I don't know. I just started to feel comfortable and started assuming that people didn't have animals. And that was a big <laughs> mistake. <laughs> Joke was on me. Cause I'm like, if I talk to you all the time and you're inviting me to your house, like I would have thought that you would have mentioned at some point that she had animals. How do you forget to say <laughs> that? Right. So, I mean, for the people that have animals now, boy, yeah, I don't really go to anybody's house. I mean, viewers and listeners, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't really go. And if I do, then yeah, they put up their animals in like a separate room when I'm at the door knocking and then I come in. <laughs> I don't like to be surprised by your dog like jumping up on his two feet and trying to sniff me and lick me and all of that. I would have passed out and I would have acted right before. there. So, yeah, that would not be good for me. And it's not going to be good for your animal. <laughs> it's not going to be good for you either. So, pet owners, before you invite Bree and I to your house, please I'm let saying. us know. Let and if you know. don't want to lock them up, then don't even bother inviting me. True, because I forgot about those people. There are some people that are like, <laughs> this is their home. I'm not going to lock them up. Well, I'm not going to be here then. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm not about to be scared and sitting here jumping up. I mean, there's 
very few people that have exceptions. I'll say that sometimes I really do bite the bullet, but 99% of the time, that would just make me so uncomfortable. And I could only see me there for like 10 minutes tops. I'm not going <laughs> to be there all night. If you have an animal just circling around and doing laps, it's no good. It's no good for me. And that's that, that goes for all animals. I know that you were talking about dogs, but I don't like cats. I don't want to talk about cats your, too. <laughs> I don't want to see your cat, your snake, your hamster, ah! just rabbit. None of it. I mean, I will come to your house still if you have those other ones, because I feel like it's in a cage, but I don't pull it out. Don't be like, do you want to touch it? Because I don't. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. Do you have any other don'ts or shouldn'ts for gatherings? What should you not ask as a guest? Hmm. Um, as a guest, depending on who all is there, I just I just wouldn't ask too many personal invasive questions. You know, it's one thing if it's your close friend group and you all know each other's secrets. But if it's a larger gathering, I, I would stay away from those topics. That's true. I mean, when you say that, I I don't like hear people just bring that up in natural conversation, but I feel like if there is drinking involved, mm -hmm. then they're like, never have I ever done this wild outlandish thing. And it is kind of like you want to hear the dirt, the tea, what's yes. going on, what have you done, sis? So <laughs> that's funny. But it could also be a good icebreaker. Like now you guys know that you both done this weird thing and this weird position or whatever it may be so <laughs> ah, one tricky thing that I can think about is should guests ask can they spend the night I mean <laughs> I don't mind but I know some people are picky on that if you ask in advance I feel like that's cool but I've not really had somebody just overstay like you just drunk too much. And now you're like, can I stay on the floor? That would kind of have me going crazy. Like, what? <laughs> we were not expecting this. I've never had that happen to me before. Um, but, you know, yes, I feel like have. as a host. I'm not going to name that time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's so petty. She Sorry, was... I couldn't help myself. But go ahead, continue. Okay, so yeah, so so if we're at like my house, my apartment, where I have plenty of space, and I have a guest bedroom, and then I have a living room where people can stay, and it's just me and my husband, I would offer my guests, you know, hey, if anyone has too much to drink, or you just don't feel comfortable going home tonight. You can crash in my guest bedroom or on my air mattress in my living room. But if it's a situation where we're all staying in hotels <laughs> and we have an enclosed space, <laughs> uh, pro probably not. Gotcha. 
enough said. I do feel the same. Like if I'm at home, I'll let you stay on my couch or on the floor because I want you to be safe at the end of the day. But that is kind of funny as we creep up to 30, I feel like you have to get your life together. So perhaps you need to be drinking less, period. You don't need to be in a position where you're laying out on the floor <laughs> unless that was a pre-planned thing. I don't know. Maybe you had a lot, lot going on in your life. I don't know. But yeah, it, it it's a no-go for me. We shouldn't be doing that. Um, but let's get to the really fun stuff, which is trips. The reason why we're here, because we love to take trips. <laughs> yes, we do. But COVID is putting a pause it on sure that. Is. You know, it's it's taking a pause on us, but it has not put a pause on everybody. People are still living their best life. I'm gonna tell you that. I'm a part of this um group on Facebook. I think it's called Black Travel Movement Group, something like that. And people been going to Mexico. <laughs> They've been going. Did, I think I added oh, you to that. Great. Yeah. So you see, now you know. Thanks for the ad, by the way. But those people are crazy. I'm like, y'all are really out here. And they they're are. defensive too. If anybody tries to say anything about coronavirus, they're like, mind your business. I'm being safe for me. And I'm like, all right, cool. So Without <laughs> more on that note, what kind of trips have you been on? Like, what have been your favorite trips? Oh, my goodness. So my last international trip, and it was it was really my first big international trip. My friend Kristen and I, we went to Ooh. Greece and we went to um, Mykonos, Santorini and Athens. And that was just amazing um my last group trip was to philadelphia for a wedding with my college friends um recently some friends and i met up in charlotte for a birthday so that's a little post-covid uh travel for you um and then growing up i mostly traveled um through via cruises mm -hmm with my dad and my family. So that was my first big introduction to travel. Cool. Yeah, those all sound amazing. I'm so jelly. <laughs> you talk about Greece. I really wanted to go there too. Um, but um, <clears throat> I have a lot of the same first experiences as well. Like my family went on a couple of cruises as I got older. And that's when we visit the islands, Jamaica and and mm -hmm. um, those things. And I was like, yes, I could see myself doing this. But my first international trip by myself as an adult, I also went with one of my close friends, Isis, and we went to Paris and London last year. And I'm so it jealous. was so fun. It was literally amazing. And I feel like even as a full adult, my mom still has trouble with me leaving. She was like, you're going to go by yourself overseas. Mine and I'm too. like, yes, I am. I can't be waiting on y'all family. I can't always be taking a family trip. I need to go. <laughs> so me too. Yeah. That's what black girls on the go is for. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about that group. What do they do? 
So I don't know if you remember when we were talking last year, but it used to be called Black Girl Travel Movement, and then they changed the name to Black Girls on the Gro on the Go. But the owner actually hosts group trips um, to different countries, and you don't have to have a roommate to go. You know, you can pick a single room, or you could be paired with a roommate from someone else traveling, or you could bring a friend. My friend DeAndra and I, we went on a trip with them to MLK Ski Weekend in mm -hmm. Canada, and we had an amazing time. And I actually was scheduled to go to Bali with them this year, but COVID ruined that, so it'll be rescheduled at a later date. But I actually was planning to go on that trip. My with me just couldn't give me a solid answer, so I'm scheduled to go by myself next year and with the group, of yeah. course, as long as or you know, unless my husband decides that he wants to tag along. But they have a full itinerary planned, um, so you don't have to really worry about the planning aspect of it. I love that. I love that so much, and that's. I go. do want to go. You know, the wedding's next year. Can't be around October. <laughs> oh, that's right. All the money's tied up. Like Kevin Hart said, I got the money in my savings account. Then I got to bring it out to the checkings account. And then just be a whole lot. Oh, you can't go to Napa either then. Napa, I can probably pull. Maybe. That's different than going to Bali. <laughs> We're talking two <laughs> different stretches right there. So we'll, we'll touch base offline on where we're at. But um, okay, yeah, the traveling with a group like that definitely would make me feel safer, either as like an individual, a solo traveler, or when you only have one or two people. Because I don't know, I've not been out of the country that many times, and I do feel secure with numbers. So even if I don't know any of y'all, at least we met today, and now there's 20 of us that's going to look after each other, hopefully, and, you know, make sure everybody's good. So that's a really cool um, group that you have there. And not only that, but place like groups like that, they oftentimes provide translators. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to Greece, you know, it was just me and my girlfriend. You know, most people there spoke English, but there were a lot of people there who did not speak English. And, you know, I only knew a few words from Google. <laughs> so if you can travel with an interpreter, do it. I agree. Um, when we traveled to Paris last year, that was something I had a concern on because I read stereotypes online and people were like, the French are rude. Make sure you know French or you're going to be SOL. And I was like, what? I don't even know anything besides bonjour and we had <laughs> French fries and French toast. Like that's my whole French vocabulary. Um, and we did end up having a tour guide because we also went with like a group. It wasn't Black Girls Go, but it was like something that hosts American travelers, millennials. Yeah. So it did come with an interpreter, but he was kind of on his own thing. Like he would just be like, hey, in y'all's free time, go here, here, and here. He wasn't just like by our side <laughs> every step of the way. <laughs> so we would like meet up with him at night and he might take us to a really nice restaurant um, but yeah, having an interpreter, I would say is key or make sure you get that Google translator, make sure you mm -hmm. download 
Babbel or whatever one of those little apps are that can teach you a few words ahead of time so you can just feel good because I felt good about things um, in our everyday walks and just like typical touring. But when it came to transportation and trying to like navigate the train system and all that jazz, I was getting confused if I couldn't find the English version of it. I'm like, what Mm -hmm. is this? Where Mm -hmm. are we getting off that? So yeah, I feel like most major cities, they'll have an English version. But if you stray too far outside of that little small tourist area, then yeah, you will be in trouble. So speaking of trips, we've been on a couple, but do you find that it's harder or easier for your almost 30 or 30 and up friends to like really commit to these trips? So either stateside or international, is it harder for folks? It is so much harder. People have jobs, they have kids, they have spouses, Mm -hmm. or they just get more antisocial the older they get yeah it's tough it's a toughie what's tough for me i just want to say i love all my friends out there but you know i'm about to put y'all on blast (laughs) what's tough (laughs) for me is that every friend be like yes i definitely want to go and then once we get into the heavy planning everybody's like oh wait and they be trying to back out that is so frustrating girl that's what I dealt with for my bachelorette weekend. And that's what I was dealing with when I was first considering the Bali trip. That's why I was like, just forget it. I'll just do it myself. Yeah. Because it sucks. It's like, why 30 people saying we're in? But then once we get to it, it's three of us out here. So I feel like as almost 30 year olds, we really need to like evaluate our situation and and see like, is this something I can do? It's one thing to be excited about something, but it's another thing to be to say, I'm gonna go. And then you gotta like double back out of it later. So just be careful with that, y'all, because we really want to go. We want to be out here. <laughs> we want to go with you, like whoever mm-hmm. wants to come. But you need to pull yourself together. If you know you only got 59 cents in your bank account, you need to be saying no because you can't afford it. And let me tell you what grinds my gears is somebody <laughs> who's trying to come on a trip who can't afford it. Now, maybe I shouldn't be saying Ooh. that, but I feel like I have to. If we're going to take a budget trip, then just say that. Say that, sis. This is a budget trip. We're going to be staying at budget inn and we're going to eat these budget foods. <laughs> I'm looking at your face like, no. <laughs> but I'm not going to plan that. But if that's all you can afford, then I probably would. If you're my closest friend, I probably would, you know, do that and write it out. But definitely don't come on one of my trips when I'm trying to (laughs) relax. You know, I'm not going to be staying at the Ritz-Carlton. I'm not super fancy or anything like that. But I'm like, don't try to, you know what I'm saying? Don't try to downplay where I'm at and be like, oh, this is too expensive. Can we stay at Motel 6? No, we cannot because I don't do (laughs) motels. and I don't do doors outside of the hotel room. That's a no-go. As we get to 30, y'all better stop staying at these chucker locations. That's dangerous. 
So yes, <laughs> I did that in my early twenties. When that well, never a Motel Six, but some <laughs> of those little, some of those little hotels. Like I remember I went to San Francisco with Julius, and the only hotel we could afford was way out there by the airport, not in the city at all. And I was like, mm, never again after <laughs> I got a job. But if my friend wanted to do a budget trip, I would come along. But I would stay in the hotel that I wanted to stay at. See, you can't do that. That's not right either. How are you going to leave everybody and you sleeping all fine? It's part of the experience, Bree. Well, we can socialize <laughs> together and do all that bonding and everything else. But I'm going to sleep somewhere nice. Shaking my head. I know one of my friends, she actually had got a hotel for us. So I don't know, should you not complain if somebody else gets the hotel? Clearly I did not have manners back then because she didn't know it was gonna look the way it did either. Cause we're both on the same page. Like we need to be safe and it need to look a certain way. But the kind of hotel that she booked was the kind I was talking about. It had a little doors <laughs> on the outside and it looked like it came from 1990. I already knew immediately when we pulled up into the parking lot that I was gonna be like, mm -mm. But I pulled out my suitcase anyway, and I tried it. And we got to that door. And when she opened the door, I was like, I can't. I'm so sorry. I'll pay for the next one because you might not get your money back, but I can't stay here. And she was like, <laughs> I understand. And we checked out. No questions asked. We were like, we can't stay here. And the front desk person was like, was there anything wrong with the hotel? And I'm like, yes, look at this place. <laughs> So, I mean, it wasn't dirty, but I mean, to me, the whole place was dirty. So I had to go and I was extra in that moment. Looking back, I don't regret it because like I said, I was willing to pay for another hotel because it was last yeah. minute and blah, 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 But what you're not about to have me do is sit there with, I don't know, bed bugs or something crazy. So Mm -mm, can't do it i don't think that was rude um i mean especially since you paid for the next one but i feel like if you're not paying anything if someone is already paying for the hotel then you just deal with it but you also don't travel with people you don't trust <laughs> who can make those decisions true 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 and I have stayed at crazy places before. So I, I should have said that. I have stayed at them, but those were in my early 20s. It was Girl. desperate times for desperate measures. But I'm saying is what you won't do is try to pull my old butt into one of those places now. That's not happening. No, mm -mm. never again. <laughs> um. So question for you being married now mrs battle we talked about other people and how hard it is for them to commit but is it harder for you to commit to go on trips now as a married lady no it's not um julius and i we're not super possessive over each other um now there will be some times where you know he's like well i don't really want to go hang out with you and the girls but you know, can we just go together? I can stay in the hotel room with you and then we do our own thing in our free time. So that's nice. Now, when we have kids, that will make things difficult. True. But being married isn't holding me back, child. Yes, I love that. You gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta see these places, gotta travel, gotta see the world. So that's good. Good for you all. 
Um, I'm not sure if this is good or not, but I feel like money is always a topic when I start going on trips. And you mentioned very early on that when you plan trips, you get the whole cost breakdown. You know, I'm going to tell you what the hotel is, what activities we're going to do, like all of that, and give a breakdown of what that is to the people who may potentially go. Um, so I do feel like that's good. However, in my experience, no matter how much I plan, there's still always a money issue. Like we done already said the hotel is this cost, so maybe it's not a hotel, but it likely comes down to the events or like food. Like people don't really anticipate how much money they're going to spend at a bar or at a restaurant, mm -hmm. or if we're stopping by Walmart and getting groceries beforehand. So I just want to know, like, what what's your deal with that? How do you feel about the whole splitting money with friends on trips? Well, one of the best things that I have learned in my 20s is to use a credit card that gives you travel points. Because my first trip on my own without my parents, I checked into my hotel room with a debit card. Not, and this was in Vegas. And you know, they have all of those fees that they immediately take out of your account. And then it's not refunded until the end of your stay. So I ended up broke the last night of the no. trip never again yeah so i just always have my handy dandy credit card um, for unexpected um with one of the first big group trips that i took it was with my line sisters and i and i don't know well shout out to kj Krista Johnson, she <laughs> was actually in charge of planning and she asked all of us in a survey about how much we wanted to spend on the entire trip. And all of the activities were planned around the budget that most of us were prepared for. Um, but, you know, with me having my handy dandy emergency credit card, if, you know, someone is unexpectedly unable to pay for something, you know, I, I can step in if I need to. But my friends now, we don't have an issue splitting Ubers or splitting meals. Some restaurants will require you to pay for everything on one tab and we just cash up each other mm -hmm. afterwards. But we typically don't have any issues with payment. Good. Y'all nice, reasonable human beings out there. <laughs> my friends and I, we don't have issues but i do always feel like there's one person who may feel slighted like oh i kind of had to pay for more and it's like awkward to bring it up maybe so you split the bill equally like no 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 all no, of no. you no 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 not like at restaurants but okay maybe like at the grocery store for instance say we're all gonna get groceries we don't just like separate it out in fours. It's typically on one person's card, but I guess we should have just cash out that person. But then instead of that, I may pay for like the Uber for us to right. go everywhere. So um, I think in my mind, it all balances out, but it does. we're not like keeping tabs. Like so-and-so spent 80 on here. She was spent 20 on 
Uber. So I don't really know, you know, if it all evens out and I'm not even a hundred percent sure if there's bitter people out there who may secretly be like, I paid the most out of that trip. <laughs> Nobody even thought about me, but I feel like those people, you got to speak up. I know I would, if I felt that way, I'd be like, Hey, I feel like I spent this on that. And I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have brought it up. I have to think about that more actually, but I've been told that there's this really great app called Splitwise, which I've not used, but I think it's supposed to tally up what you guys spend. Like each person of the group can write their name and what they spent. And at the end of that, it'll like average out what all those costs are and then tell you um, who to pay the money to. So I found that interesting. And I'll have See, to that's that. too much. I'd rather <laughs> just go, I'd rather just go ahead and pay more for convenience instead of having to go through all of it. True. Now, if somebody can do that, if a friend can step up and say, "All right, everybody, give me three hundred dollars, and then I'll just be the person that pays for everything using the pot of the money, so the gas or wherever we got to stop, the Ubers, and then if there happens to be money left over, I'll dish it back out, which there's never money left over, mm -hmm. but." That's also a plan, too, to pay up front. Um, something else. So I was doing some sleuthing around on the Internet. And you may remember this article because I want to say it went viral last year or a couple years back. And I'm not sure if it's an African-American lady or not. I think she was. But somebody was complaining about going to birthday party dinners. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. And she didn't want to pay. She felt like the host should have to pay for everything. And I thought about that in this situation. Like, when you go on trips, do you expect the host to pay for your hotel room and your food and your everything? Because that is crazy to me. Let me get your reaction to that. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, actually, and I think it's why I've stayed away from birthday dinners so that I, you know, until I can pay for everyone there who's attending. But as far as trips, I was even thinking about the trip that I'm planning for my 30th birthday. As far as flights and hotels and all that stuff, no, I'm not paying for that because I don't have it like that. But I can pay for a meal, you know, yeah. or drinks or something like that because I still expect some type of gift. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be more inclined to give me a gift of some sort if I can provide you with something. True, true. Okay, but why why do you feel differently when it comes to the birthday dinners then? Why do you feel more responsibility to pay for that? Because I, I just think about like weddings or big parties where you provide the food, you, you know, provide the venue, and then everyone just brings you your gift. I mean, the point of having of inviting people to weddings and parties is for them to bring you gifts and in exchange they eat. You know, at a restaurant, a, a restaurant shouldn't be any different. You shouldn't have to bring me a gift and pay. I disagree though. I really do, Bree. And <laughs> let me tell you why. I feel like you have to know where your friends are at financially so i mean if i have 10 close friends 
I'm supposed to cash out on a $2,000 food bill just to hang out with you all. I feel like if you have $20, bring your $20 and pay for your own dinner. And that way we can all hang out. Now, there are certain things that I do feel like is ridiculous to pay, which weddings is one. And maybe like baby showers and retirement. Like those things are very clearly defined in my mind of etiquette, that you're going there and you're not going to have to pay. But I feel like for birthday parties, to me and the few little friends that I have, we've traditionally went to very nice places because we all have good taste or whatever. And it's been understood that they're going to cover their part if we all want to eat something good. Now, if you didn't want that fancy stuff, then yeah, I say you don't go or, you know, you get something kind of order something light, but I feel like you shouldn't be held back from where you really want to go. Like if I were to invite 10 people, I have to invite y'all to Golden Corral or Chuck E. Cheese or something. (laughs) That'd be something in my budget, right? But if I really want a cool experience and I want to share it with you all, I would not be expecting a gift. Like your presence is enough if we're doing something like that. So I would want people to come and, and be okay with paying. Now, also, maybe you have to say that ahead of time, which I'm okay with saying like, hey, I love your presence at my birthday party. Here's the cost. Going back to that um, stripper thing, the pole dancing. Sorry, it was not strippers. Yeah. It was a pole <laughs> dancing class, exotic dancing. <laughs> I I paid for a good portion of it, but it was still slightly out of my budget. So I was like, hey, guys, I really want to do this. And I, I want it to be with you guys. Um, and it's going to be $25 per person. Like, that's just how I said it. So they would know ahead of time, like, do I want to do this? And do I want to pay? Or they could have said no. But at least they're not like coming there and then we get the big bill. And I'm like, hey, everybody got their $20 because now I need to split this. So I feel like if you're open and honest about your situation and tell them, you know, that you want to be there, but there is going to be a cost that I'm hoping we can split or this is going to be your portion of the cost. Hopefully that's okay, and it's not too cheap. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And let me preface this by saying I don't think inviting people to birthday dinners and them having to pay. I don't think that's rude at all because it's what we're used to here in America. But if you're expecting a gift or if you know your friends are going to bring gifts, if you can't afford to pay for everyone's meal, then just invite everyone to your home and provide food that you can't afford. (laughs) But in your situation, when you're not expecting any gifts, all you want is their presence, then, you know, I would say that in the invitation. No gift is expected. I just want your presence here. And then them paying for that activity, that is, you know, part of your gift, Mm -hmm. if you will. But everyone should know if whether they're expected to pay up front so they can be prepared. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like that girl in the article was being over the top. Like, ah, you oh, guys she was mad salty. <laughs> now, what I've not really done is we don't really, in my experience, 
split the check evenly. Like everybody just pays for what they ordered. So I think here. maybe she addressed that. I'm not sure who does that, but I guess her friend group did. Like they just split it down, you know, divided it by 10 or whatever, instead of paying for what you got. I don't agree with that because back to my example, what if that one day I didn't order steak and I got just a little small side salad because I already ate? you know, before. So I'm not cool with that. We're not just going to split it evenly, but I'm open and willing to pay for what I ordered. Because what if it is $40? I don't expect other people to cover that. So I've seen a lot of Twitter discussion about that. And a lot of people are teams split the bill evenly. Why? That makes zero sense to me. Why should you do that? They say it just makes things easier instead of having to buy, to buy everything. I mean, I would prefer to only pay for what I eat because most of the time my little vegetarian meal is going to be cheaper than <laughs> your steak. True. But, but I mean, if the majority wants to split the bill evenly, I'll just go with the flow, but I won't like it. The only time that that would really make sense to me is if we just ordered a slew of appetizers. Like if we ordered a lot of appetizers or I don't know, if you're a guy and y'all ordered that big old beer tower thing, you may not want to put that on one person's thing. You may want to split it. So if it's something large and it's feeding everybody, I wouldn't mind splitting that. But even in those cases, what we've done is there's been one generous person that says, I'll put this appetizer on mine. And another person who said, I'll put the second appetizer on my tab. Like, that's just how we've done it. We've still not been like, let's split this whole bill evenly. But that's just me. <laughs> um, let's see. Budgeters. So we talked about some budgets, but I didn't talk about another big pet peeve of mine. And I guess this jumps back to trips, but it could relate to just dinners in general. Um, people that are on a budget. I don't mind, but um, I feel like, I don't know, it's it's not my business to know, but I would rather you tell me (laughs) that you're on a budget when we're doing certain things so I'm not like questioning you. There's been times that I've had a birthday party dinner at a restaurant actually, and some people didn't order food. And now I'm like, I don't know, you know, if you can't afford food. And now I'm like, (laughs) Don't laugh because I'm dead serious. Like that doesn't happen to me a lot. So like now I'm just like genuinely concerned, you know, as a friend, I'm like, okay, if you want to order something, just order it and I'll cover you, you know, versus something else. You just didn't feel like eating. I don't know. But I feel like if you do have a money situation going on, just like whisper or text me because I don't want you to feel awkward. And now do it in advance. Yeah, preferably. You know they never will. It'll be right when we get the check or something crazy. But yeah, let me know in advance. And that same situation applies to um, trips. When I'm going on trips and we have people that are on a budget, I need to know that in advance because we did not fly all the way to Timbuktu for you to be like, I don't want to spend $10 on this at this restaurant you can eat mcdonald's 
and chilies and stuff like that when you get back home to the United States or to Raleigh, North Carolina, wherever you're from. That is a super big pet peeve of mine when people don't either A, embrace the culture and try new things, or B, you're trying to be cheap and save money when this is the time that you need to actually spend your money to try something new. So that's how I feel. Well, that's that. why that's why I let people know the restaurants in advance. You can look at the menu and if you don't want to go, oh, well, this is, <laughs> this is where we're going. This is it. So, I mean, you said that you planned the whole thing, the, the events, the food and all of that. But are you more so like a full scheduler or do you also leave time for free time or for like some kind of experience to just pop up naturally? How, how do you pack the days? Um, Both. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to have some structure, but I like to give people a break. And I learned that on my first trip with one of my best friends. It was my first adult trip bringing a girlfriend on my family cruise. And I like to go, 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 go when I'm somewhere. Cause when I'm home, I just sleep and watch TV all day. So when I'm on vacation, you know, I want to experience everything, but she needed a break. I was wearing her out. (laughs) So after that, I was, you know, I decided, okay, let me schedule some activities but you know give people a rest period to do whatever they want to do yes necessary so necessary I had to learn that the hard way too um one of my friends I went on her bachelorette trip and it was also a cruise and we were putting in work I mean you've been on cruises when you're out there we was taking like 20,000 steps a day from doing all mm-hmm. the day stuff you're out there walking on foot by the time we got back to the little cabin room I was ready to like lay out and relax yep. for a little bit and I felt so bad because I knew that she wanted to keep going and I'm like sis the way my feet are set up I need that break or <laughs> you're just not gonna be able to get much more out of me so you do have to take that into consideration for sure. Yeah, people need their breaks. And and it's important to go with the flow too. Like, I don't know if you remember from my bachelorette weekend, after brunch, we were planning on going to like this water park type place. And then we were like, mm, no, nah, it's hot. Let's go somewhere <laughs> else. And we went to a bar yeah. and then we went back to the room to chill. Yeah. And that was so fun. That little bicycle thing that we was on. What do you call that little thing where you're riding the bicycle car? Oh, the trolley, the trolley pub. Yes, that was so fun. That was my first time doing that. And even though we were just drinking like wine and spritzers, I was like, woo, this is a lot. (laughs) Especially since we were taking shots when we got to the bars. Yeah, Yeah, that was so much fun so much fun okay speaking of bachelorette trip (laughs) i hopefully this does not pertain to me but i do remember having this conversation with you and that's why this is coming to mind now you probably know what i'm gonna say but what about cleanliness of your partners um do they need to be kind of tidy when you guys are on group trips and i guess to back up like, do you want to share with the audience what's your preference on trips 
Do you do the double up thing? <laughs> You're like, I need my own single room and I don't even have to worry about what other people's habits are. Cleanliness is very important if we're rooming together. Um, I, I have a thing about toilets. The lids have to be put down before you flush the toilet because all of the germs float in the air. So I prefer rooming by myself, but if I don't have the funds to room by myself, depending on who that friend is, I will room with them and just get over the toilet thing for the day or two that we're there. Like you, I would room with you anytime because you <laughs> didn't have things scattered out all over the place. I've been in situations where friends have makeup and clothes scattered everywhere and it just drives me crazy mentally so no <laughs> I will not be rooming with them in the future yeah but I would room with you anytime and I would room with my girlfriend Kristen anytime okay name them well. out that's it if you're not on this list that's it <laughs> that's it if you're not on the list we will not be rooming together I still love you the same though <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I I enjoyed rooming with you too or over that night or two, but I don't I don't think about it a lot. Like you would have to be crazy. I mean, how badly can you jack up a room in a couple of days? Is what I'm thinking. Uh-oh, you've seen some things. People do it. People <laughs> do it. I remember my cousin and I, we shared a room for our family reunion. And I when I go somewhere, I pretty much just live out of my suitcase. Mm -hmm. I don't hang things up. And when I'm done using them, I put them back in the suitcase because I'm afraid housekeeping is going to steal. <laughs> but my cousin... I mean, there was, I didn't even realize how bad the room was, but my aunt was livid when we checked out and she saw how junky that room was. And I was like, never again, not getting the blame put on me anymore. Exactly. No, no, no. It does help if your person is kind of tidy. So... <laughs> lessons learned as we creep up to 30 and you have to have similar sleeping patterns because in high school I went on a trip with a friend of mine at the time and she would wake up at like her and her mom would wake up at like six in the morning and she'd be on the phone with her boyfriend and then her mom would be praying and I'm not up that early oh no me either that's a big no-no i love sleep and value you sleep that would be so annoying but i would i'll wake up to go do something but i don't want to wake up because you're in the bed next to mine on the phone yeah that's too much that is too much um i've not really had any crazy um habits of roommates in the few days that we were there i'm trying have you to had think. anyone smoke weed in your room um no like not actually inside maybe they stepped out you know to the balcony or something but nobody's done that inside and was smoking bathroom with the shower running i'm just glad we didn't get kicked out but never again wait who what 
somebody was smoking weed in the bathroom, but the shower and the fan, the shower was running and the fan was on so that it wouldn't <laughs> set off the smoke detectors because the rooms are non-smoking. Exactly. I mean, we didn't get kicked out, thankfully, but no, we'll never room together again. Exactly. See, that's too much, especially as I get close to 30. I can't be dealing with that. Uh-uh, and we're gonna... lawyers. We can't be exactly. getting this bar. Lose the license over somebody else's foolishness. Uh-uh. I can't deal with that. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. I don't know. The most I can think of is what you were saying. People just pulling out all their clothes and all their makeup and I don't know, maybe drinking too much and now you got to throw up. Like that's a big pet Ugh. peeve of mine. I hate people that have to throw up. <laughs> we're too old to be throwing up. <laughs> exactly. But I still see it. So I'm like, bro, calm down you need your liver like stop that <laughs> okay do's and don'ts do you have anything that's a definite do something that you must do either on a trip or yeah i guess just while you're on trips is there anything that's a must Yes, try as many different types of foods as possible. Whenever I go somewhere, I don't I don't want to eat anything that I can get back in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah, try new things. But with a caveat, like if you know that you're a picky eater, know yourself too. So you don't have yeah. to go too far out with extreme foods. Like, I'm not going to be eating no bulls, balls, or something very, very exotic. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, if it's just something slightly different, then, yeah, try those new flavors. Try that for sure. Yeah. And if you can't, if you don't want to, don't turn your nose up at it. Like, it's so gross. Like, um, Karen on the family Chantel. Exactly. People, Americans especially, we got to do better. Like our food is not all of that. Don't be turning your nose up at what other people eat. That's rude and ridiculous. Uh, My one do is do bring your own personal hygiene when you go on these trips. I can't (laughs) tell you how many times somebody said, can I use your deodorant or can I use this? And I'm like, I don't normally really share this. But you gotta see the hairs <laughs> in the deodorant if they didn't shave. Um, yeah, I feel like somebody's asked me for a razor before toothpaste, you know, I don't mind, but at the end of the day, you knew you was going on this trip, so pack up all the things that you need. Your lotion, you know what acres me what? when people ask me for it? What? Sunscreen. Oh, really? That's not that bad. That's not like something we use every day that you should just have. I always bring sunscreen when I go places, and I don't understand why other people don't bring sunscreen. Like, just you weren't thinking about the sunscreen until you saw me using it. (laughs) So, do you mean just at the beach or like everywhere you go, you bring it? Everywhere that's hot. Oh. Because I wear the face sunscreen every day anyway that I'm going outside. But body, definitely, if my body is going to be exposed. Gotcha. I mean, that I'm, I'm pushing back because I feel like I am one of those people. <laughs> 
I probably didn't think of it. I probably definitely didn't bring that. I'm like, let me just, can you just rub a little bit on my shoulders? Cause I forgot. <laughs> so that's a good one. Okay. One don't, do you have anything that's a big no go? Um, stuff that you should not do. We talked about some things throughout, but is there just anything that really stands out that folks should not do while on trips? Yeah, complain because it's not all about you. Now, yes, I will silently complain to myself, but I try to go with the flow as much as possible, especially if it's someone else's trip because it's not about what I want to do. It's about them. True. That's a good point. I'm going to complain, but I'm going to be texting somebody else. I'm not going to complain. Exactly. I'm not going to complain to you. <laughs> right. While you're trying to enjoy it, I'm like, yeah, that's true. You just got to lighten up and go with the flow and know that it's not about you. Um, one of my don'ts, it's actually twofold, actually. One is don't be on the phone the whole time like enough said we are on this vacation so what i mean don't be on the phone the whole time why are you trying to scroll through facebook and instagram you need to be living in the moment it's one thing if you're taking pictures and you're trying to post or if you do have a kid and you're like checking in real quick but just being on the phone 24 7 whether you're trying to get back to your work stuff or whether you are trying to talk to your bae, your spouse the whole time, like y'all chill out with that and just relax and have a good time. You're absolutely right. And I've been guilty of that in the past as well. Oh no, you do that? (laughs) And only on one trip, only on one trip, but um, I learned from that. Yeah, because I mean, you got to spend time with the people who you're there with and they people feel that energy when you're like not really there it's like you're there but you're not really there and fully participating so we got to make that conscious decision i think to to put away the phones for a little bit and of that is when when I say we want you there physically, we also want you there physically. Like, don't just disappear on the trip and do your own thing. And if you are, let us know. Like, I don't want to be waking up and now I'm like looking for you and I didn't know that you was doing your own thing for half the mm-hmm. day. You're going to check in later. Like, tell folks where you are. We're not trying to be all up in your business. We just want to make sure that you're safe and you know that you're okay so definitely don't just disappear and this goes for people that party too so if we coming back from a party don't think that you're just gonna disappear and hang out with some nope. new person who we don't know <laughs> that's not happening like i'm gonna drag you back mm-hmm. i don't care how funny he is right that is too much for me don't try to disappear on me i can't I have trust issues you must be there with me the whole time unless we've previously discussed otherwise that you're gonna do certain things on your own for x and y z times that's me what do you think about that i agree with you completely we come mm-hmm. together we leave together Yes, like folks are crazy, especially after a couple of drinks, thinking that you're just going to be off into this world on your own. Absolutely Especially not. in other countries. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, they're crazy. So we are wrapping up. I've had such a wonderful time 
reminiscing and sharing all of our wonderful thoughts on birthdays and group trip gatherings. And one thing that we do here on the show is at the end of each episode, we like to leave our viewers with a closing thought. So this week, our closing thought is before 30, what's one thing that folks should understand and or do when they go on these group trips or birthday adventures? So it can be something that we've already discussed or it can be a new thing, whatever one tidbit takeaway you'd like to give to the viewers. Let us know your closing thoughts. Just be flexible and remember, it's not all about you. Right. It's not about you. Unless it is about you and it's your trip. (laughs) (laughs) But still be flexible and take others into consideration. All right. That's great. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. It was so much fun. We always, you know, have a great time when we talk with each other. Exactly. Exactly. So that's it um, for today, folks. Make sure that you like and subscribe and share this episode and also write on our Facebook, I guess, comment section and let us know, like, what are your do's and don'ts when it comes to birthday and trip etiquettes? Is there a line that we should draw and have you crossed that line? So that's it. Until next time. See you guys later.